Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. One of the keys to, like, maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise. Imagine you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. Hello there and welcome to An Irishman Running Abroad with Sonia Sullivan and me, Jared Regan, a brand new podcast series from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network. And whether you're new to running, contemplating getting back out there or a full on road warrior, there is something in this podcast for you. Each week, I, Jarlath Regan and Sonia, sitting next to me, will accompany you on your run and talk about running from every angle, including a few unusual ones, from the absolute fundamentals to the differing views on mindset required, from insights into competing at the highest level to the best running gadgetry and how to achieve your best results regardless of your level. My hope is that Irishman running abroad will have it all. I am Jarlath and of course I am a complete noob. (laughs) I have never run for anything more than the bus like I've been in sport I've done sports but I just have like a lot of you never really been into running but thanks to COVID I'm too scared to go back to the gym or any hot yoga studio and risk infection so Sonia you know you're one of the greatest Irish athletes ever to have lived who better to help me and our listeners take this leap get on the road towards becoming an actual runner tell me Sonia first of all as our first question how optimistic would you be for me and anyone listening to this now who's going, right, I am going to give it a try. I'm going to try and run for the first time. I think anybody can be a runner. It just depends on what level of runner you want to be or, or what level of runner you're trying to be. Right. Yeah, if you're starting from scratch, then you definitely have to take it slowly because everybody wants to lace up their shoes and race out the door. Mm. And, you know, sometimes that can be you can be over enthusiastic, which is great. You know, it's great for a start, but you don't want to scare yourself either and come back and think, I'm never doing that again. And I would say that's a massive problem for guys, right? Now, no disrespect to any of the fellas listening, but, you know, there's an ego involved there that you think, oh, I'm going to go out and run two miles tonight, when in reality, you're not ready for that. So where, where do we begin? Like, Let's say I am starting from scratch. Uh, what's the starting point if you say start slowly? Um, well, I think, first of all, you have to look at, you know, what what kind of time commitment you have and, you know, what you're willing to give to, to running. And, and then at the same time, what you're expecting to get back, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're more likely to keep going with something if you're getting something good back and you're getting a bit of feedback. So, um you know, there was there was a time when, you know, you would probably think about running around the block or you might run to a destination. Like I know when I was 
quite young and running in Cove, we would often run out to the railway bridge and we'd run across the bridge, stop in the middle, and we'd wait for the trains to come down. We'd wave at the train driver and he'd toot his horn and then we'd run back again. <laughs> so, you know, there's a bit of, um, I don't know, it's kind of something exciting and something to look forward to when you, you know, you, you set yourself a destination mm. and you aim to get there. Yeah. So that would be an out and back run, you know, which is great for a start, but then that can get a bit boring because it's often better to do a lap, but you have to be a bit more confident when you're, when you're doing a lap. So, yeah, I think a good starting point for people is to probably is to run out their door and find little targets or locations to run for mm. as a starting point. Because it's always nice to finish back home. Yeah. You know, especially when there's, you know, in Ireland, especially there's a chance it might be raining out there. So, <laughs> yeah, the you worst place you back. can finish is at a pub. <laughs> restaurant or <laughs> shop and I'm not the only person that's had this experience that you go I'm gonna start running and then by the time you're home you've stopped for a leukocyte and a magnum and, <laughs> and all the uh, all you've done is go to the shops essentially now I, I do I do hit on something there that I think you've probably encountered with people who have come to you for similar advice and that is that I tend to erect a load of hurdles or roadblocks or things that I go, well, I must have this before I start this. And it is kind of you think you're being conscientious. You think you're going, oh, well, I'm so prepared. I'm such a, a, a diligent and thoughtful person that I must go and buy X shoes and Y gadget and the weather must be just so. Is there anything to that? Like, I've sometimes that has prevented me from doing it at all. But is there anything in that? Like, do people need to commit thought to, well, have this much um, at least? Well, well, running is one of those that you can actually get started without too much. It's probably one of the simplest sports you can do. You really don't need a whole lot. And then people think they need more than they need. You know, you really just need some comfortable running clothes. And to start with, you know, you can wear whatever kind of training or fitness gear that you have. Mm. And then you'll work out what you might be more comfortable in right. when you're running along. Like most gear that you might wear to the gym, like tights or bike shorts, long sleeve t-shirts, you're probably going to get a bit too hot in those. Running is, it's a great sport, you know, for, for cold weather really, because it, it's one of the few sports where you actually get warm pretty quick. Yeah. So you can go out cold. You don't have to go out the door warm. You're better off going out cold and and warming up as you go along rather than overheating as you go along. But, you know, I suppose the most important thing really is the shoes that you're wearing. And I mean, most people have a pair of runners. I mean, I'm amazed some people I'd meet and they'd have a pair of runners and they'd say, I have these for about 10 years. <laughs> and <laughs> you kind of think, oh, my God. <laughs> and you wear them for everything. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, for your casual jogger or, you know, people going for a walk or to the gym, like your shoes are not going to wear out. But if you're going to go for or take on some level of running, then you probably are best to get a decent pair of running shoes because that's the most important thing is, you know, how you feel on your feet because then mm. everything else reacts from how from you're there. landing on your feet. Yeah, so I mean, your any, feet is the, the, the grounding point. And anyone that listens to has listened to any of 
Irish Man Abroad's podcast will know that I am completely sneaker obsessed. So that will be an area that I will really look forward to getting into across the series. And in this first five minutes, we've kind of covered, you know, that you're going to help us with the fundamentals and the basics and you know, the starting point. But for the runner who is, let's say, in it and regularly gets out for their run, whether it's three times, four times or maybe even every day, we're aiming to help them too. And I often find that once you're at that level of a thing, that's when it becomes difficult. Am I right that it, it actually, when you're trying to get those out of the plateau where you feel like, oh, I just do the same thing every time. Can you help those listeners too? Oh, absolutely. You know, running, you know, a lot of people just go for a run every day, but I would find that very boring and I love to go for a run every day, but I would have a purpose within every run. So not every run is the same. So some will be easy, some will be hard, some will be long, some will be short. And it's very simple variables. But once you kind of title your runs and match them with the days and the locations where you might go for your run, Mm. then all of a sudden it's like you're doing something different every day. And, you know, you look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Keeping that variety is you know, it is the stumbling block that I've certainly hit and I know others have too. then this is going to be a big part of this show. There'll be your opportunity as listeners to get in touch. The mailbag will always be open and each week we'll try and present Sonia with your questions. So if there is something, whether it's nutrition, mindfulness, rhythm, even new running concepts or just basic uh, form, We want to hear from you. We want your questions and I'll put them to Sonia so that you can be part of this show. We'll also take a trip down memory lane, Sonia. Now, I don't know how comfortable you are with this because you're consistently asked about the past. But I I thought there would be something to going into your memories of your career in the context of what we're talking about each week. How happy are you to go into some of your struggles and some of your best moments down through the years yeah i mean i've had it's been a bit of a roller coaster throughout my career and then even coming out of it and you know learning to i suppose love running again and to enjoy it for a whole different purpose you know i think you know what i did through running and what i do now in running can relate to a lot of people and not necessarily runners or athletes but you know, people in their lifestyle and kind of doing the same thing at a high level and then having to kind of come down off that high level mm. and still feel a purpose and a need to what they're doing. You know, it's running is a kind of a, what would you say? It's an adjective or a, that you can use to describe a lot of different things. Yeah. Compare to a lot of different things. And it's very, it's a very relatable thing, you know, that everybody can relate to and, you know, you, you would meet people and they say, oh, I hate running. But, you know, there's different ways of figuring it out. And, you know, you don't all have to run a marathon or a 5K. You know, it's just running and thinking about, you know, you're covering a bit more ground in less time. It kind of increases your energy, increases your heart rate. It's just good for you to run, mm. um, to, to change up the pace a little bit. And, you know, that increase in pace and that ability to run is, it's different for everybody. And I think now there's um, 
a much greater kind of acceptance among all levels of runners that you know we're all doing the same thing but we're all doing it at our own level but Mm -hmm. we're out there you know encouraging each other and you know we're all kind of inspired by each other i think to see that everybody's out there giving it a go so just to go in a little bit on that you say that you you did have a time where you weren't in love with it where you didn't you didn't like it is that right um well i just couldn't see the purpose for it like i felt there was definitely a time um probably in the kind of mid 2000s when i wasn't fast enough to be competitive on the world scene and i wasn't really slow enough to kind of join in with the local scene (laughs) you're kind of in this no man's land and um so you don't know where you belong so you kind of think well i don't know if i really want to do this at all yeah i suppose Part of that is because I really wanted to be in the highly competitive and I didn't want to be in the kind of slow, you know, jogging category. So it was kind of around the time, I suppose, before park runs and before the boom in fun runs and, you know, events around the country and around the world. You know, running has really just taken off from an events perspective over the past like 10 years or so. So you're kind of lost in that kind of, I suppose, void of what do I do next? So it took me a while to do that. And I tried different sports and I loved it, like cycling and swimming. And then everybody thought, oh, maybe you'll do a triathlon. And I did a couple, but yeah, I liked doing all the activities, but I didn't like doing them all in one day back <laughs> yeah. to back. And, yeah, I don't know, you know who but, came up with that brainwave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, like like there's nothing worse than. The feeling of running after you've been swimming and cycling. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I can never get you know, it. Triathletes, no, t- triathletes train, you know, to be able to do that. But it's it's the most horrible feeling out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you'll do it if you have to, if you set yourself the target of doing a triathlon. But, um, yeah, I think I, I just like doing all the pieces. And I used to have these great ideas of having a kind of broken up triathlon where, you know, you could do the swim and then you could you'd have a certain amount of time to get changed Mm. and get ready to do the cycle and there was all these windows you know where you could where it wasn't rushing maybe maybe it wasn't the triathlon i didn't warm to but the actual transition of changing and you know yeah it's it's not really an olympic event it's just a really busy day that was the that's what you were describing um i i think a lot of people can relate to that sonia though because i think that a lot of the people i meet who want to start running but struggle to feel caught in between just like you did in the late 2000s i'm not good enough to go running with the group of people i know that go running i'm not certainly not good enough to join a club i'm a little embarrassed and i'm sure there was a certain amount of a bit of that with you that it was like well well why is sonia doing this Mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate to that too that it's a quite a public thing to go out and appear on your local streets running. What do you say to that inner Irish shame that we have? <laughs> Who does your man think he is? What, what do you say to that? I mean, that, that is a stumbling block. Um, it can be, yes. But I think it's not as difficult now as it used to be. I think now people are more warming to the idea of seeing people out running and 
you know, it's more like, wow, aren't they great? Mm. Out having a run and, uh, you know, in this weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely an um, all God's creatures got a place so in the I choir kind more... of aspect to it. There's, there's a place for every runner now. You don't have to be uh, making a statement of I'm trying out for the Olympics. You can just be going for a run. No, now, and that's no, cool, I... too. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose for me, it was kind of like, oh, you're still running, are you? <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, well, not at quite the same level, but yeah, for fun and fitness. And I do kind of carry that around with me still. I'd often meet people and they'll ask me, are you still running? And they're kind of asking you like, they're kind of thinking you might turn up at the next Olympics. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you have to put them quickly in their place <laughs> and say, yes, I am still running, but I'm running because I enjoy it. And, you know, it's it's just a a nice method of exercise that I'm actually pretty good at. I used to be great at it, but now I'm pretty good. So, you know, it's an easy thing to do. And mm. I suppose that's what we're going to try and do here is to show people how easy it can be and how, you know, what can seem a struggle at the start if you're getting started or, you know, if you've reached a bit of a plateau and you're kind of wondering, how do I get up to the next level or what's the next motivation? that you know there's there's methods of doing that and you have to expect that you know you're not going to constantly get faster and feel better every day but you're going to have those up and down days and they're the ones that when you get through those that you come out the other side and you you feel even better and then it, it it starts to become more natural to you to go out and go for a run well i tell you i tell you what sonia i can already see the metaphor that you're describing, the adjective of running, because in the place we're in right now, actually navigating rough with smooth, high with low, good and bad days is so essential. And it is kind of part of the reason why I came to you with this idea, because I don't know a single person that isn't trying to do just that, regardless of how precarious or solid your position is in the world right now. There isn't a person out there that won't benefit from pushing through and releasing those endorphins. And as you say, building up a little bit of heat on the road each evening or even two evenings of the week. So I'm just so delighted that you're doing this. We will, of course, have Irishman Abroad caliber guests on the show as well. We'll be talking about books that are coming out, meeting some specialists, taking some unusual uh, side views of this thing. Uh, But each and every week you can hear my conversation with Sonia on Irishman running abroad as part of the Irishman Abroad podcast network. And you can hear each episode in full to accompany you on your run by going to patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Sonia, I said my challenge was to run the Dublin Marathon for Jigsaw.ie, our chosen charity partner. Is that madness? Like, is that just, again, as I said at the start, the male ego talking there? Um, well, I suppose the marathon is something that is an easy target for people, especially if you see a marathon or, you know, if you attend the Dublin Marathon and you're watching on the sidelines and you see all these people running around and you will see every, you know, every type of person going mm. around and you think, wow, if they can do that, I can do that. I'm going to do this next year. And you get so many people who will sign up with that very thought in mind. So I think once you commit to something and you tell someone um, what you're going to do, then you're more likely to do everything you can to get to the start line. But 
in getting to the start line, you also need to, you know, have a bit of a plan that will take you to the finish line because, you know, you want, if you're going to start this, you're going to finish it and you want to enjoy it as best you can. And the best way to enjoy even a marathon, like you can enjoy a marathon is to prepare really well and to know what you're capable of. And, Mm. you know, you get that through preparation. You will know exactly how long it's going to take you, how long you're going to be out there and what kind of an effort it's going to be to do that. And, and, you know, you decide that, how much you want to push yourself. But, you know, the distance is not a problem for anybody. It's more the, the effort and the containment of the excitement. <laughs> that, that's the thing that okay. needs to be managed most. Well, uh, I'm up for it. And I hope you are too, uh, to the listeners out there. I hope you'll join us on that journey. And whatever your journey is, I mean, like you said, Sonia, we're all doing our own thing here. And it feels like now with so many people having their chosen exercise, having a line drawn through it, that running is now much more of a viable option for us to exercise safely and maybe find some sort of comfort and release from the tension that's in the world right now. So, Sonia, thanks a million for doing this. And I'll talk to you next time next week. I look forward to it. We'll make a plan. (laughs) Yeah.